All right, guys, we're going to take a dive with Bone Maniacs. Here we go. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Huntsman Podcast. I about forgot the name of my own show there. Sorry about it. I've been on the road all day, so that's probably why I'm lagging behind. <laughs> Come, coming at you from the broken You, you need a whiskey, Jim. Yeah, I might. I might. It's not It's not even that out of the question because it's 5 o'clock on a Friday. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not out of the question. Um, guys, on this show, this week, uh, I've got my new friend Shane Mowry. And uh, on Instagram, he is Bone Maniac. Uh, or is it Maniacs? Did I say that right? Let's see. Bone Maniacs, of course. It's just, yeah. just the wife and I. So uh, tell us a little bit about Bone Maniac. Actually, let's talk about how we got linked up uh, because I think it's kind of cool. Um, I'm, I've been talking with uh, with Jim Hoffman over, over the winter here, uh, owner of Hoffman Boots. Yeah. So we might as well just make it. You know, this episode is is officially brought to you by Hoffman Boots, the boot of choice here at the Western Huntsman. And uh, he told me that I needed to reach out to you and get you on the show. And uh, I got looking into you. And I'm like, how have I not met this guy? You're not that far from me. Kind of north central Idaho, Kamii. And uh, it's not like, I I don't know. I don't know how we haven't met yet. So I'm pretty excited about this. But but, uh, I'm glad Jim made the connection because here we are and we're uh, recording a show. Heck yeah, Jim! It's great to be on, and and I I try to fly under the the radar as much as possible. Well, I mean, you have like eighty some odd thousand Instagram followers, so there's there's not much <laughs> under the radar there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. You know, if it was up to me, I wouldn't even have any of the social media stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, that's just. Uh, yeah, I, I was just talking yeah. to my buddy. If I if I wasn't trying to promote this show. Um, I, I don't know that I'd have any of them, but other than I got to say, uh, I, I like one of the things I like about Facebook is all my Marine buddies are on it. And like, if it weren't for Facebook, I would have lost total touch connection with all the guys I was in the service with. And that would suck. Um, so it's good for some things. It's good for some things for sure. For sure. So Shane, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, how about you? Uh, let's kick kick us off with a little bit of background on you. Uh, where you're from, how you grew up, and and uh, where you're, where you're at today. Well, you know, I, I kind of grew up all over the state there um, a little bit because Dad traveled around uh, building log homes and whatnot, and uh, you know, so we've been all over. You know, uh, the west, the east, wherever the work was. So um, we we and he was a he was a single dad. So, um, oh, wow. he did, uh, he did whatever, whatever he had to do to, to take care of my brother and I, but, uh, 
here we are back out west and uh, uh be honest with you I, I would actually have no desire to step foot over if i if i had my choice if i didn't have to cross the mississippi uh river again i wouldn't that's about as far east as i ever want to go to be honest with you. Uh-huh. So, um yeah. it's just uh it's getting too crowded there's a reason why why we uh why we stay out west and why we raise our family out west is just big country and um you know just uh just to uh solidify what what uh raising the family is all about yeah. i think a lot of people miss that um, back that way where it's just concrete jungle and, um, you know, people's too busy Two people. Well, you know, they're just busy, uh, not enjoying life. And, I would, I would agree with but, that. Um, I would agree. With that. Know, and I'm yeah, not trying, just, I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying that to be offensive to anybody back East, but it, it is a, it is a different well, sure. world, you know, and, um, they stationed it me is. out there with the, uh, when I was in the service, in fact, I was just talking about that, but I, they, they put me in North Carolina and it was coastal North Carolina, right? And so there's no mountains. It's just like Kansas with trees. Um, yeah. It, it was yeah. just a it's just a different world. Not a lot of public land. Not a lot of I don't know. I, I'm a Westerner for sure. <laughs> well, it's crazy. It, it's funny you say that because I, I was a uh, I was in the Marines as well, and I did boot camp uh, through um, you know uh, Pendleton there and Camp Lejeune and you know MCD training and stuff like that too. So I didn't know uh, that. I, I, know I had that. my feel. <laughs> I don't make it. I don't make it a a thing. You know, a lot of people. Yeah. Know, you know, there's a few few folks that know that I serve, but um, it's an interesting. Uh, you know, it's an it's, interesting uh, thing, man. Um, I want to talk about that for a minute. Not to derail. Uh, we'll get we'll get yeah. back to your history, but um. I, I talk about it out of like conversationally, you know, how, how it relates to what I'm talking about. Like telling you, you know, I lived in North Carolina because mm-hmm. I was I was in the Marines. I had no idea you were in the Marines, uh, which, by the way, I went to MCRD San Diego, too. And then they, they stuck me out and they're like, you're going to North Carolina. I didn't even know where North Carolina was back back then. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> where is like, that place? <laughs> get stuck there in July and get off they the have plane. Sand, please? Yeah. Yeah. What is a chigger? And it was just, it was crazy. So get out there. Um, but, but, but like you said, I don't like to make it my identity and it's, it's not, it's right, not exactly. It's, I think some, I don't know, some veterans might get upset with me for saying it, but I think some veterans make too much of a deal out of it and make it their entire identity. And it's like this, this big, big thing. It's a defining thing in your life. Right. But to make it your whole identity for the rest of your life, I think you're missing something. I don't know. It's like you're, you're missing out. It's, it's, it's just time to not worry about it or something. I don't know. Oh, I agree. And I, and I don't, if somebody brings it up in conversation, you know, I'll say, or something like that, or, and I support the hell out of any, any veteran that's out there. And, you know, um, we, we, I constantly help out, you know, and do what I can, uh, for those, especially in the community that, um, you know, that we live in, we do a good bit for those and whatnot. But like you say, I agree with that. It's, uh, it's not, uh, it's not who I, um, will come across as or anything like that. Sure. Sure. But, so you, you, know, you, you joined the Marines. I'll, I'll probably get this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I cut you off there, man. Oh, no. no that's all right. I was going to say, but that was the only thing I was going to say. 
I probably wouldn't do it all over again if we was under the same couple of administrations that we had. Right? Yeah. No, I don't. I I don't know that I would either. I, it was a it, like the whole uh, the country. world's crazy right now. It was just a different world back when when I enlisted and and uh, you know things meant different things and 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 uh, doing something like joining the military because uh, strictly for the love of your country actually meant something back then and and not that I'm I'm saying guys that joined today it, it doesn't uh but I am saying that there was a lot less hatred for our country and so it felt like it was worth it more if if that makes sense I I don't know I'm probably going to piss people oh, off oh 100% yeah nah well well we'll piss them off together because I mean I was in in the 90s you know through Bosnia and things like that and mm-hmm. then I actually was discharged September 10th of 2000. That's when I was actually discharged. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was kind of, kind of crazy on how that, that all worked out. But I mean, just because of that, but it, um, it, it's strange because we didn't have none of those, uh, um, you know, I, I don't even know the word for it. You know, I, I try not to get too caught up into it because, um, we didn't, I have... mean, I'll just say it. I mean, I think, soft they're just soft yeah yeah bunch of pussies i i've, I've talked about that for a long time the pussification <laughs> of america yeah. man i mean I, there's no reason to beat around the bush <laughs> you know back back then so it's true it's true yeah. that's super interesting you say that because um so i went in in 99 and so we were in at the same time um other than yeah. you you, you well, I was, uh, yeah. what was that yeah that's crazy. Yeah. I was just saying it was crazy. I mean, I did yeah. some uh, did some stuff there with the guys in Fort Seal. I, I was a artillery engineer, but um, it, it was crazy um, how a lot of people say, "Well, I was, I was in them at the same time." And I'm like, well, and I don't know. You know, I th- I feel like <clears throat> that whole five years was uh, just so fast paced. You yeah. know, oh, for uh, sure. it was. I mean, Right out of the high school, that's where I went. You know, yeah. it was it was gone. <laughs> you yeah. know, so me too. And, and it's like, man, it was it was nuts. Um, just how things were, at, you know, at that time. Well, and but, and um, and going to that time, we didn't have you know uh, multi-millionaire you know football players taking a knee, and we didn't have the woke culture, and we didn't have. Uh, a bunch of the leftist mob on on Twitter attacking hunting and and everything else. You know, you know it's, uh, there was a little bit of that, but it, mm-hmm. but just not to this extent. And everybody was like on the same well, yeah, we didn't team. have social media. Exactly, exactly. Right. So you know, I think I think I had like what was it MySpace or something back in that time. You know, and I don't even know. I think that was like after that. Maybe that was after. after. I yeah, that, that had, I think that was like 2005. <laughs> I remember MySpace. <laughs> I had one for the. I had a country yeah, band. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's crazy how you reminisce about things like that, and you're like, oh yeah, oh man, mm-hmm. I'm starting mm-hmm. to get old. And then I Do climb you... these mountains out here, and I really feel old. Oh man, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'm, I'm like, I, it's five o'clock in the afternoon, and I feel like I need a nap, man. I'm only forty-one. I feel like I need to go lay down and take a nap. Just, and it's because I was in the truck so long. So, anyway, we got off, we got derailed there a little bit, Shane. Um, after, after you joined the yeah. service, kind of walk us through uh, your your background from there. Yeah, well, well, a little bit. You know, I worked for my dad for for a while and and whatnot, and that's what you know we got into uh, doing some things. Uh, within the industry um that kind of led me to where i'm at now 
Um, and I knew, you know, at that, at that point, you know, I should say, I didn't know, I didn't know, uh, you know, that I'd be doing this full time right now, you know, sure. in the hunting industry, uh, as my full time, full time job, you know, and, and whatnot, uh, you know, so that's, I mean, in a nutshell, that's, that's kind of where I went. I, I met some folks that were in the hunting industry that we were doing some work for and Hey, you go and, um, you go around to a lot of outfitters and you're around all the time. You're in the country, whole old place. So you ever tried filming? I'm like, I can no, <laughs> no. If it's if it's not if I can't use my hands, I really don't know anything about. It. <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those types of things, you know. Or or if I couldn't, you know, if it was had to do with you know, uh, you know, something on the the artillery line of things or reloading, you know, things like that that I that I knew about, you know, uh, uh-huh. technology just was not wasn't my thing, you know, it just wasn't my thing at all. Um. So, uh, you know, I go and I buy a camera, you know, I buy a camera. I start filming these hunts and, um, you know, and, and one thing led to another. And I think, you know, I didn't have financial backers doing, you know, paying for my ride through this. You know, I, uh-huh. I, uh, I worked my ass off to get to where I'm at right now. And I, and the partners know that, that I work for, you know, that, uh, they had me on board, um, and so, you know, that's kind of, kind of where it all started. Yeah. Um, just boots on the ground, grassroots, hard work type of deal, you know? Um, I love it. And, you know, that's, uh, I wasn't, uh, we won't mention any names, but there's a ton of them out there that had shit ton of financial backing and had an easy road, you know, sure. those days are over. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of guys out there trying to make it, but uh, let me just tell you right now you're better off having a good paying job because <laughs> yeah, you don't make a different. lot of money. Yeah. It's different now. And, and <laughs> I, I mean, it is, yeah, and that's, that's a, that's a hard thing too, man. Filming, filming your hunt. Um, every time I try it, I, I screw up it my is. hunt. Um, uh, and so I, I just, I can get interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How did you get over that hump? How did you go from, you know, not knowing anything about cameras um, to filming all your hunts and now you got, you've got TV shows yeah. and stuff. Well, you know, I, uh, I did a lot of trial and error with, uh, self-grooming, you know, uh, a lot of whitetail stuff. And I, and I did a lot of the whitetail stuff because, um, you know, in all honestly, if, if I don't kill another whitetail for the rest of my life, I could give a shit less. I mean, I, I got a pile of them on the wall, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where. What about, what about the, the meat side of it? What about the meat side of it? Because I, I, I'm just speaking from like my own personal, um, thing with whitetail is, uh, it's, it's probably my favorite game meat. <laughs> Am I off track? It's definitely better than muley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate admitting that's that too, sure. because I like hunting mule deer better. Um, but, but they do taste, I don't know. I, I've had this discussion a few times on the better. show, but they, they do, man. They just, they taste better, but mule deer, it's not like mule deer bad. I just, um, um, I don't know. They, they do taste better. My wife likes to rub it in my face. Cause I argued with her that muleys are just as good as whitetail. And, uh, so to this year we had a nice freezer full of both mule deer and whitetail. And she was able to do this little taste comparison. And uh, she, I hate, don't, don't tell her she didn't listen to the show, but she was right. The white tail is 
<laughs> it, well, it does. Um, <laughs> and I, I think most people agree with that. But, you yeah. know, a lot of Western folk uh, look at whitetail as just, uh, you know, trash deer or something like that. But, um, you know, Midwestern whitetail are they're pretty wily. There's no doubt oh, yeah. about, about it, you know. Yep. Um, you know, even, even here. I mean, and we have some, we, well, if we don't get hit with EHD and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. we have some really good whitetail hunting here in Idaho. Um, oh, yeah. And I've killed some studs here. You know, there's no doubt there's some good whitetail here. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, but anyway, you know, with the filming side of things, it's um, it was tough, you know. So I just tried to overcome that, you know. There's a lot mm-hmm. of missed opportunities. A lot of, oh, I didn't get that shot, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I didn't quite have it right, you know, things like that, you know, it, it, it happens, you know, sure. um, and then I got to the point where I went through several cameramen, you know, um, my advice if anybody's trying it out, pick a cameraman that does not hunt, because if, the, if you have a cameraman that hunts, <laughs> He's going to be more worried about your hunt than he is filming. So oh, that's, yeah. that's oh, that makes exactly sense. What happens, you know? So, I would be worried that so, your uh, cameraman, if he was a if he so, was a hunter, he'd be like um, wanting to cut out on on your hunt, filming your hunt, so he can go hunt. <laughs> well, it gets like that. You know, most of the time they don't have a tag. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. You know, it's uh, you know, uh, it's. It can be tricky. There's no doubt about it. You know, it can be tricky, you know, but, um, finding, finding the right, right guy that, um, knows, knows about hunting, knows the importance about getting, getting, uh, the correct footage, um, you know, to put everything together, you know, because you want to tell that stories sure. as best you can, you know, yeah. as live as possible, you know, um, but, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of in a nutshell, you know, just how it all began for me. And, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to lie. It's like, I got to have a taxidermy and a pro shop to make all ends meet. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, you spend a lot of money on cameraman. You spend a lot of money on, uh, on production. So, oh, sure. um, then you put your air, air time in there and, you know, and, um, and actually after 10 years of doing this, um, you know, uh, I was gracious enough that, you know, the folks over, uh, wild TV contacted me and offered me a position to, to air my stuff on, I guess they thought it was good enough to air my stuff on wild TV. And, uh, so, you know, this is where the, the new documentary series will be, um, be aired over there. So, and, and when is that going to um, start? Uh, so, Shane? so third quarter, so third quarter will be oh, airing, cool. uh, a lot of things on um on the new documentary series and and basically what that is gonna uh encompass is is basically um western hunting and it's gonna have the and i felt and the reason for this is you know um and i think you can relate to this all around the country no matter where you're from whether you're from east west wherever we're all the same so we have and we have a lot of history here in america um, and we also see a lot of politicians destroying the fuck out of our, uh, history, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's taking down monuments or rather just destroying shit. So my thing is, is, you know, uh, you can't get more iconic about, um, history than, um, you know, with the, uh, with the natives, Yeah. you know, yeah. so 
I'm doing a lot of documentaries from hunting on like there, you know, I know you said you wanted to talk about that and maybe, maybe this is the time to talk. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but, um, I went over and hunted with the, the Gravant tribe and the Siribani over in, uh, Montana, um, on a bison hunt, um, oh, because I wanted to not kill a couple, um, you know, that's the start off and then I'm hunting on the Oregon trail. So there's different places around, you know, the lower 48 and scheduled for up in Alaska, um, in 24 to, to do all these documentaries, you know, the maniac style, not the boring bullshit style. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, <laughs> we're going to get down to the that, crazy stuff, you know? That's an interesting twist right there, Shane. And and hey, just a disclaimer between you and me, just so the audience knows, it sounds like we've got kind of a delay. So I apologize if it sounds like I'm cutting you off, buddy. I don't I don't mean to. It we we must have a little delay. Oh, oh no problem. Um, typical when you have two Idaho boys who live out in the woods and uh, they're trying to talk <laughs> on the phone, <laughs> there is a delay going on. Um, anyway, that's that's an interesting twist, man. The the discussion of how historically. Um, because don't even get me started on, on that topic, man, what, what you were talking about with destroying our history and removing monuments and, and trying to rewrite history to be more, uh, politically correct or, you know, inclusive to the woke mob out there so that nobody's offended by what actually happened. Um, that, that could be an entire mm-hmm. podcast in itself. And so I really like that idea that, in fact, I think it's brilliant to tie in this mm-hmm. the the connotation of historical context and hunting like you know with with our native americans and and how it it was for their culture um you know i say their culture they're multiple they're myriad of cultures throughout the north american history uh since the pleistocene yeah you know and and how that man i'd i'd love to follow along with this this, this i'm really looking forward to doing that it, it should be get it should be really interesting um mm-hmm. you know because i've reached out to several landowners and, you know, the Crow tribe, the uh, Siribani, the Gravant, and the Spears. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to be doing a lot within these folks. And I, you can't get more iconic America than, you know, just, uh, you know, and I'm American. We're, we're all, we're all immigrants. Okay. We're all immigrants in yep. this land. Yep. There's no, any way you look at it, uh, you know, you can say whatever you want. Politicians can bullshit. I, <laughs> I see through bullshit and cut through it like a big sword. So it's, it's, Man, you it's are, not there. You are me, a damn you know? jarhead. Um, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, we get, we get a little, we get a little stubborn sometimes. <laughs> and, and that's okay. That's okay. That's why we do shows like this. Um, that, so I guess, did it, did you finish your point there or am I, am I cutting you off again? Oh, well, you know, and I mean, that's kind of how, how I'm looking at things, but you know, I, I wanted to, um, you know, basically, you know, because I did, I mean, I, I grew up on the res in, in, you know, either Montana or here in Idaho, um, you know, uh, you know, either on the, um, the flatheads or, or Blackfoot or, or Nespers or, or wherever, you know, so there's a lot of history and a lot of friends and, um, you know, within those, those tribes. Um, and it's just my way of, of saying, <clears throat> Hey, we got a lot of history. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of history that's never talked about. And there's a lot of history in hunting, um, you know, that goes on along with that. So, um, 
you know, and I, and hunting with those guys, uh, with the, you know, with the trad bow, um, you should see some of them, you know, they're I'd like, it's, it's awesome. You know, yeah. they, they like, <laughs> you just, you have free run of the land. You do what you got to do. You know what yeah. I mean? You do yeah. what you got to do. And then we'll talk to the elders and, and we'll, we'll talk to the tribes and you know, people that are managing the, the land that they have and, and things like that. So, um, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, it's going to be really interesting. And I, hopefully that, you know, when we talk and, and do things, uh, that it's, it's interesting enough for people to want to watch, um, you know, besides just, you know, uh, sticking animals with a bow. Um, what, what and, really is, you know, uh, Oh, go ahead. That, oh no, no. I, delay again. What, what's the message you're trying to portray or get across with, with this documentary series, um, obviously we we're, we're talking about the historical context, how it relates to hunting. Uh, and, and this is exactly why, in my opinion, uh, in fact, I'm writing, I'm writing a book on this, uh, very similar topic other than it's, it's not as much historical, but there's historical events that need to be brought up so people can understand it in a, in a modern context, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So anyway, the, yeah. what, I guess what I'm driving at is, is what is the, the message you're trying to portray because in my mind, hunting is still as relevant today as it was a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago. It's still as relevant, and it's it's the human story, it's the human experience. And so, is that part of the message you're trying to get across with with doing these documentaries? Well, it is. It is. Um, you know, there's a lot. I, I guess there's there's more than one message um, that I'm maybe trying to get across. For one, it's it's uh, iconic America. Um, this this land that we're walking on, uh, you know, it's you know everybody's you know. But if we get really down to it, is you know, <clears throat> there's not American out there. If they really stop and think about this, not pissed off that we're just tired of dealing with political bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Agree. Uh, this this land, you know, this land is was free, you know, um, and. <laughs> what we want, we're, we're taxed to death. We're, we're everything. So if, um, if I can go over and, and hunt and let, you know, the native, uh, folks speak and they're free, willingly willing to speak on camera. They love it. Mm-hmm. They love talking about, um, their land and, and how things were. And, and I'm, you know, as a steward of the land, I love hearing, I yeah. love listening. Oh yeah. Um, and I tell you, if you get a hold of folks that are 80, 90 years old, just live through a bunch of things and the golden age, I think I mean, you and I, I mean, I'm, I, I turned 46 here in a couple of months, but we're not that far off that mm-hmm. the, the golden years are gone. You know, this yeah. is okay, the golden years of, of living. And I feel like, you know, my children have missed out on good stuff. So if I'm able to present people some good stuff, that was out there then you know um it's not it's not about me or what i'm doing or anything of that or killing animals um although i do i don't harvest shit i'm not a farmer i kill shit yeah and it's one of those things where if i can uh um you know give somebody a little bit of insight about something then you know yeah deed is deed is done you know Um, that's how i look at it. it it's such an important story to tell um, the the killing shit the is 
I guess why it's important is because for what you and I do and what Native Americans did and what, what hunters throughout human history have done, uh, the killing part is is an underwhelming part of it in the sense of what the mm-hmm. event is. Where it's overwhelming is is recognizing that you're taking a life, right? But the actual oh, the actual actions of doing it, uh, it's always kind of almost a letdown f- for me because it's it's like okay, well this hunt's over now and, and that and this tag is filled. Um, I I want to I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but I I have a spot I had a spot that I was hunting in central Utah, and I'm not going to give a lot of details as to where, <clears throat> but I will tell people, if you're in Utah, um, it is excellent mule deer country. Uh, and, and anyways, I'm sitting there at the bottom of this this cliff base where the, all this like scree rock is kind of spilling off the cliff and, and going into this meadow area up on the side of this ravine. And I found a perfectly um, kept arrowhead. And this thing, this thing has got to be oh, wow. thousands of years old. And I, I'm, I'm 10,000 feet elevation, way up. And I can't help but imagine that I was sitting there watching this little ravine, this, this almost um, very top of a basin, watching across because I knew the mule deer were going to be coming across there. Uh, and I can't mm-hmm. help but picture that I'm doing the same exact thing with more modern equipment, sure, that somebody hundreds or thousands of years ago was doing, and they may, may have just uh, maybe they dropped the arrow, and and the arrowhead is all that remains, or they were sitting there carving because there it's a, it was a lot of scree rock and and a good source for them, but they were hunting there as well, and and I just I have that kind of nostalgia that that maybe I'm hunting the same exact spot somebody else was hunting uh, years and years and years ago, and how that translates to the relevancy of hunting today, and and how. The anti-hunters, the anti-hunting movement, they'll never understand that kind of connection to nature and, and humanism in general. Maybe I'm going too deep, no, but I think will. about stuff like that. No, they won't. No, well, you're right. No, and I do too. It's, and especially like we're, you know, um, once we get on that, well, I'll, wait, I'll say that, but we'll relate. Remind me on that topic <clears throat> when we start talking about, you know, hunting with the, the Gourmet tribe. But it's... Yeah. Uh, um, it it, uh, it is true, man, and people don't understand. They don't understand that connection, mm-hmm. and it's in their it's in their DNA. They're just too fucking stupid to realize it. I know. You know I, I, mean? I agree. It's, I uh, agree more. It, it really is. It, it's it's like it's in your DNA. Okay, I don't know, but I I believe in science, and and then things evolutionize for a reason, and you didn't, you know, and I I, I believe in God too, but don't don't get me wrong on that. But the thing about it is also like, all right, let's look at facts. So um, DNA and where man has come and where man is is now is like there are, we're hunters and gatherers. There's no doubt about it. You know, Uh, just don't forget where you come from and people forget where they come from. That's the bottom line. Why, why in your opinion do they forget Shane? How come they forget that? Because, before you answer well, that, well, I think they want to. Yeah, oh, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, but you know, you think about things like the human body has an enzyme to di- digest. The only purpose it exists is to digest animal meat. Um, the the most yeah. nutrient rich 
forms of food uh, for humans is meat, specifically red meat. Uh, the, these are these are things 100%. that you can't. Th- I, I, this is not my opinion. These are facts. The, these are these are facts. You cannot replace. One hundred percent. You can't. Fact. Yeah. You can't eat a goddamn cucumber and think that it's going to do the same thing as a steak. <laughs> like it just doesn't do it. I, I'm sorry. Pardon my no, French. Holy no, cow! They we're getting cucum- saucy. They can, they, they can cucumber themselves to death, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's That's just not. Sure. It's just not. So how do people get this? How do we get these freaking anti-hunting? Uh, I just don't understand. I don't know. Is it the, the ease I'm of society? blame it on the Democrats. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, and, and I'm sorry to my Democrat friends out there, but this, this anti-hunting uh, movement. I'm not. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> I'm not really mm. either. This anti-hunting move, movement <laughs> is bred out of out of liberalism, which is bred out of the Democrat Party. The, w- when you when you boil all this well, bo- yeah. bullshit, oh. it all comes from the left. Um, and and like it being, does. Well, I'm yeah. both. I'm tired of both parties. To be oh, me too. Me too. They're <laughs> both full of shit. Part. Yeah, I I don't I don't even look at what party I am anymore. I am, you know, I I don't even I don't even know anymore. You know, it's like yeah, they they talk lies. They talk BS. None of them speak the truth. They're all got split tongues, you know. Yep. Um, but anyway, it's yeah. You're right. Um, I, but I think they want to. They want to because um, I don't know if it's an embarrassment or if they just want to have something to bitch about or if they just want to, um, you know, they they want to forget the past. Obviously, they want to forget the past because they tear down every piece of history that's ever laid. They or they want to tear down every mm-hmm. piece of history that's ever laid on this the first and i think it all has to do with um control you know i that's what i that's my opinion you know yeah. somebody wants to control the way you think well i'm sorry but you're not going to control the way i think <laughs> you know yeah, not me uh sorry we, we, we don't we don't live in that type of world um well maybe we do but i don't live in their world yeah so, i i refuse to um, cooperate <laughs> is my like i i just yeah yeah well exactly yeah yeah. You know, um, you know, same way with, you know, I'm, I will not get their little jab because I mean, I had a lot of Canadian hunts lined up. I will not go to Canada and as close as we are as neighbors, um, you know, I, I'll wait till things settle down before, yeah. before I hunt in Canada again. They've got to so, be getting close to, they've got to be getting close to understanding that, the, the like the vaccine there i feel like people are starting to realize that the mask doesn't do anything um but there's still people pushing it and then and then this vaccine thing like i i, I didn't get the vaccine i'm not going to be anybody's guinea pig well uh, so sorry no no hell no well yeah, well you know the midterms coming up you can you can stop the you can stop the mask now mm-hmm. the wife and i were actually it's funny we get all topic a little bit about that it was like it's funny it's like you know, we haven't heard anything about masks here lately. I know. I'm like, yeah, or I'm like, well, yeah, you know, you got the midterms coming up. You got, you got to play good. You got to meet the votes. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I, it's such a, it's I such a sham. There's so the, the government is is just made up of shams, man. And I, I just, I'm so leery these days. That's why I live. That's why I live on bare acreage in the forest in North Idaho. I mean, I mean, let's. Uh, it's just not debatable so uh, what are you doing the dishes over there oh no oh, no i had to grab a beer oh gotcha that <laughs> now that is is worthwhile 
I don't think I ha- I think I'm out of beer, man. I'm gonna blame I'm gonna bl- if I'm out of beer, I'm blaming Chris Rowe, by the way, because he kept me up all night last night, and I can't wait to get him back on the show. But uh, it's his fault I'm out of beer. Yeah. Well, you know, I was like. <clears throat> I couldn't get into the Pendleton. The wife, the wife didn't make me a drink, so I was like, we, "We've been actually working, out, working outside all day, getting ready to spray and yeah. kill kill some of these big on Medusa head and all that crap." So, but anyway, nice. Yeah, it's uh, nice. It's that time it's of year. We thought we'd take advantage. Yeah, it's it's coming. Well, we can we live right about at thirty five. 100 feet and you know we're, we're right above the um canyons here where you know a lot of ag ground is and stuff like that so the planes were zipping by spraying fields today so we're like yeah we, i guess we probably better be getting ready to that's our cue you know yeah, when like, the planes yeah. are out <laughs> when so, the planes are spraying it's like yeah i better get my ass out here and start doing something <laughs> Listen, man, those dudes that drive those little yellow planes that are spraying the fields are the craziest sons of bitches I've ever seen in my life. I I, I would not do it. I saw one, and I don't know if he was just horsing around or what, but he comes zipping past me on I or uh, not uh, on Highway 95 coming out of Moscow, and <laughs> this guy like dips down and goes under the power line and then back almost straight up into the air and then kind of levels off and goes, and he's just hauling ass. I just wouldn't do that. I don't like little planes anyway. And and then they they just make it worse because of all the shit they do. They're crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nuts what they do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, they must get paid a lot, man, because yeah, that's a lot of risk. Yeah, they don't have any sense. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, oh, they're crazy. They're just nuts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, getting back to hunting, uh, you know, the documentary and hunting with the tribe and, and walk us through what that was like, because I, we, we, before we started recording, I kind of commented on this bison that you got with this trad bow. Um, oh man, it's not pulling it back. Oh, there it is. There it is. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be happy to talk about it. Um, I don't want to give give too much away jim because you know that it's gonna all come out on the air um yeah, you know yeah. on third quarter that's actually going to be the first first uh short film that will be aired over at wild tv with those guys uh, scott sterling's um program and uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about about having that and we're so close i mean because really the way i looked at it uh, and just before we get into that if i if i would may is is there's a lot of people's like, well, why did you decide to go with, since we're talking, you know, right down to the T, uh-huh. why did you go with, you know, Canada Wild TV? Well, and I think, you know, for people listening, and I know I'm sure we have a lot of people that's going to be listening that's mutual uh, friends and, and followers and things like that, uh, especially here in North Africa. For one, they're our neighbors. And for two, there is a ton of money for North American uh, guys, or I should say lower 48, to go to Canada and spend mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And lastly, <laughs> if you have a smart TV, you can watch anything. Yep. So it doesn't matter where we're airing at. I could be airing in Egypt. You're still going to be able to watch it. 
Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, that's the national network. You know, if you're on the Outdoor Channel, you can watch it in South Africa. If you're on the Sportsman Channel, you can watch it in Australia. And it doesn't matter where you're at. Yep. yep. You can watch it. <clears throat> the main reason I, I went with those guys is because, you know, to my partners on the airtime and, and commercial fees, a hell of a lot cheaper for them to do the exact same thing demographically as the guys are spending tons of money on the rest of the channels. Um, so, you know, after looking around on, on what I'm doing and what I have going on, it made perfect sense because the whole, the whole tribal lands from what it happened and what I'm going to be documenting on, you know, it, it's happened from Yellowstone clear on the provincial lands of Canada. So it made sense for me to go to a place that I'm going to be at, um, you know, and are close to, you know, and those guys, um, I felt had the better demographics for what I wanted to push, uh, to be able to get the message across on how I wanted to get across, not how somebody else wanted to get across. So, so you know, that's, um, you've got more of the creative side input that you can, you can have the final say on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You've got this. Uh, yeah. You've got this quote. You you put up this this picture on on your Instagram, which uh, by the way, guys, is is at bone underscore maniacs on Instagram. Um, the quote is under where where you've got this bison down. Silence is always better than bullshit. Old native wisdom. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's one of the elders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yep. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. Um, <clears throat> because we we hear a lot of bullshit these days. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing we have to do is just open up. I mean, e- I mean, I, and let's face it. I mean, I, I don't really care. I mean, Instagram is bullshit to me. I I do it because I have to. Um, sure. I do it because that's where businesses thrive. That's where media goes. Websites suck anymore. I mean, it used to be, Oh, you have a website. I know <laughs> it, man. anymore. It's like, Oh, do you have, you know, if you don't evolve with the times and, and keep up with what's going on around you, as far as, um, how to, uh, you know, uh, you know, I guess you should just say survive. Uh, then, then, you know, you're not going to make it, you know, not going to happen. Sure, so, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, my kids. I mean, we don't we don't watch TV. Uh, we don't we don't you know there's no iPads. There's none of that cloud in our house. Oh yeah, and me, me um, neither, man. I, you know, the, yeah, same thing yeah. in our house. We we homeschool. We yeah, all that kind of stuff. And people think we're crazy and like 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 it's some extreme thing to want to be, you know, ensure your kids have nothing but positive. Uh, influence and but I, I'm just that's that's how we are. So I, I feel like we're just like peas in a pod. Um, well, Jim, you know people people forget that kids need to be kids, man. They they forget yeah. it's like um, get out and shoot your bow, shoot your BB gun. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to me, I mean, I'm gonna get pissed off that if you if you shoot a window out of your BB gun. It's going to happen, whatever, you know, <laughs> I would much rather that happen than you be in there getting sour mounted by playing on an iPad, you know, um, the folks in town, you know, um, you know, my, 
uh, my wife used to homeschool, but we have four kids and all of them are in school now. So it's kind of like, ah, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. And in the small community that we have, we have a, we have a pretty good uh, school uh, system. The the minute, actually the very second that I feel that somebody's going to be compromised on that, then they'll be jerked right out. And my wife will see the same thing. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of where we're at with things too. But um, it it's, uh, people forget. People just forget that it's uh, it's important, yep. You know, for kids to be kids and and to understand the value of life. I mean, that's that's why we live in Idaho, and that's why we don't want things to change here. Yeah, for sure, man. What do you see, Shane, as for, a, for? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you have another point there? Oh no. No, I, I no, hate I no. hate when we have this delay. It drives me crazy because I, I feel like it just it fucks up the, the flow, man. <laughs> Next time I'm coming down to Cameo and we're gonna sit down together. But um, <laughs> we'll have we'll have a whiskey. It's all we'll, ha- we'll do a whiskey and 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 have a real conversation here. But uh, well, for now we'll just yeah. have to deal with this. But I like when when I've got somebody yeah. like you on the show who your your entire life is just inundated with hunting, right? You you do TV shows, you do your podcasts, you do uh, t- tons of hunting documentaries, filming. You know everything is everything is hunting related and everything. Uh, that, that it's just this again complete inundation. Um, what do you see as like the biggest issues facing hunters from the hunter, uh, not from you know PETA? I, I don't. We don't care about what PETA thinks. I, I'm mm-hmm. talking about like the, uh, the what what are hunters doing that are com- that is compromising the future of hunting? If 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 they are, and do you have an opinion on that? Let's take a quick break to give our show sponsors some well-deserved love. Let's start with Scree Extreme Mountain Gear, high-performance hunting attire and gear, scientifically tested camo patterns, complete layering systems, and in my opinion, the finest merino wool products to keep you warm, dry, and comfortable. It's all backed by a great company. Some of my personal favorites of the in the Scree lineup are the hard scrabble pants uh, for early to mid-season, and then as it gets colder, I switch to the Kodiak pants for late season. The Bridger glassing mitts are like game changers, and I love the Nebo rain gear. Scree offers great packages on the website as bundles, like the elk bundle, that will completely outfit you for your favorite hunt. Oh, and my favorite part? You won't need to refinance your house to get outfitted. Try the starter bundle for less than 500 bucks. It's an insane deal. With the VIP sizing guarantee, you can exchange something that doesn't fit for free. I just had to do this for something that I got my wife. It was a little big, so I just sent it back. They covered the shipping both ways and exchanged it for the right size. So go to ScreeGear.com and at checkout, use promo code the Western Huntsman for 15% off and free shipping. Phelps Game Calls, one thing that I love about companies that are born out of hunting is their story. Like Phelps Game Calls, the American success story that walks us through how something started small and grew into something big. Like Phelps, he started this company kind of as a hobby in his garage in 2009. Now, a little over a decade later, Phelps is one of the premier hunting call companies on the planet for good reason. They're the most realistic calls on the market, and that is saying something. Check out the amp lineup. For predator calls like the three-pack POR, one, two, three, or the fawn in distress, check those out. Turkey calls, get a diaphragm, a pot call, or a box call, and a complete line of waterfowl calls. Hit up the website, and at checkout, use promo code HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Phelps Game Calls, get them close. 
The Elk Collective. The best investment for hunting success is what's between your ears. Having elk hunting knowledge is what separates those who succeed every once in a while against those who notch tags every year. There's a very fine line there, and there's a perfect amount of time if you're listening to this now to get through the entire course before September. Improve your chances with a virtual course of over 140 videos that cover things like how to get elk tags throughout the West, scouting and e-scouting, beginner to advanced elk calling, gear, fitness, nutrition, shooting processes, hunting scenarios, strategies, and tons more. They've got some very big names on this platform that give you their personal expertise as you go through the course. It's the best way to make you the best elk hunter as you get into the woods. So go to theelkcollective.com and use promo code the Western Huntsman for $20 off. It's normally $89, so when you use my promo code, it's going to be the best $69 you've spent on elk hunting, and I guarantee you it's worth every penny. Check it out, guys. Hoffman Boots, let me give you guys a piece of advice from a dude with many miles on his feet. Never skimp on quality hunting boots. Hoffman Boots is a fourth-generation, family-owned company based in North Idaho. I've been sporting a pair of Hoffmans for close to a decade, particularly I like the Hoffman Explorer in the 8-inch. In my most humble opinion, again, Hoffman offers the most comfortable hunting boot that does the least amount of damage to my feet after several miles on the mountain. Very little break-in period on these boots, by the way. Uh, I took them right out of the box and went on a crazy elk hunt, not even a blister. For hunting, they have the Explorers and the Summit Boot offered in insulated and non-insulated. And ladies, check out the new women's Hoffman Explorer 400. They also carry lineman boots, winter pack boots, logging boots, and hiking boots. Get totally outfitted at HoffmanBoots.com and at checkout. As you know, it's coming. Use promo code, all caps lock, HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Last but not least, Tacticam. If you're interested in self-filming your hunts, whether for you know memories or making hunting content, check out the Tacticam products like the Spotter LR, Tacticam 5.0, and the Film Through Scope system, all of which are available at thewesternhuntsman.com, which helps support our fight against the anti-hunting movement. But my favorite is the Tacticam Reveal cell cams. I use these cell cams all over my property, and I'm like obsessed with monitoring the wildlife in real time with these cameras. They not only text me instantly when a buck or a bear is cruising through, my reveals make for excellent security systems. I know when the FedEx dude is delivering packages way down at the bottom of our driveway. And I also know if some knucklehead shows up to try to steal them. I know when someone's trespassing or if I have the kind of wildlife roaming around that I don't want, you know, like a coyote. And uh, I quickly react with my cat-like reflexes. Great for trappers, great for hunters, uh, security, anything. Guys, check it out at Tacticam.com because I don't have the reveals on my website right now. Uh, Let them know I sent you. Tacticam.com. Let's get back to the show. Here we go. What what are hunters doing that are com- that is compromising the future of hunting? If 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 they are, and do you have an opinion on that? Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you asked because I think I don't think it's really opinion. I think it's a fact. I think I think hunters in general, and it's just like with anything that is as being um, being right here on on Earth or on United States, it's called unity because they mm-hmm. don't they don't unite. If somebody's a crossbow hunter. And a drag guy or a drag guy versus a compound or a rifle. There's so much bullshit when it comes to that. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's better than anybody. If you want to hunt with a rifle, who gives a shit? 
It's called getting out there and doing it. You know, yeah. maybe that person has a handicap where they can't shoot. They can only shoot a rifle or they're shooting a crossbow. So I think, you know, if that's the question you're asking, I think yeah. that is unity is people standing together and hunting. Like, do you realize that there is nothing, not one fucking thing in this world that is ever done monumental by one person? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't realize that. And so if you want to be a voice and be something that is monumental, you have to stick together and you have to unite people to be able for that to happen. And people are so quick to not realize that. And those are, those are words I live by. So it's like one of those things where you're damn right. If I believe in it, I'm going to stand up for it. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll unite whoever I can, um, you know, to, to go along with that. And I think that is the biggest challenge that any hunter faces. It's like, why would you want to, um, you know, smack your smack your buddy in the face because that's what it is yes you're hungry it really is <laughs> i mean it's it's one thing to just joke around but it's one thing these guys get serious you get on these forums and i'll get on there and look i don't comment because i'm like i'm not gonna funnel into their bullshit but it's one of those things where i cannot believe how much bs actually goes into these things because i'm mm-hmm. like man you got you guys are missing it and the only thing that people, when people see that, especially the antis, they feed into that and they'll use that against you. And they do. And I mean, mm-hmm. and it works because, I mean, it does work because most time people, well, there's, they live in their little six foot circle and they can't see behind that, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what really sucks. I was talking to my buddy, uh, Damien, who's, who's not super far from you, um, with Idaho whitetail guides. And he was on the show the other day, and and we kind of talked along these lines, and and that that conversation was top uh, was kind of centered around you know you get your bear baiters out there that get so bent out of shape over the houndsman, and and they they talk shit about the houndsman, but they've never actually been hound hunting. It's it's the same thing like like people will get all bent out of shape over a certain caliber of rifle. Oh, the six point five sucks, you know, <laughs> and it, but come to find out. Yeah. That dude's never shot a 6.5 yeah. Creedmoor, so he don't know shit about it. Like, like I don't care. Uh, you're great with a 300. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. And I've never or shot a 6.5. Or his wife has a 6.5. And- yeah. Yeah, I, and I've never <laughs> shot one. So, I like, why would I have an opinion on the on the caliber? I don't give a shit. I, I've never shot one. I don't think it's great, and I don't think it's bad. It's it's a personal preference thing. It's just like like what you're talking about, compound bow versus trad bows versus uh, the the crossbow. You know all those methods of take, and it's the same in fishing. You know, fly fishing versus using a spin rod or or whatever. It's it's that kind of stuff is just ripping us apart, and and the the anti hunters are just sitting there well, salivating is. over it. Oh, well, you can hear my hounds in the background. You know, I mm-hmm. love hound hunting. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's part of who I am. It's part of growing up. Yeah. And, and the same thing is, is uh, with, I mean, I own a lot of different calibers. <clears throat> you know, it, each one of them I use for a different different species. Yeah, they're all a tool, that's right? That's what I want. Yeah. You know, uh, they're all, it's, and that's how I look at it. It's a tool. And if you don't have a tool in your toolbox, Something's not going to get fixed. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how I look at things. That's how I look at life. You know, um, that's how I look at look at a lot of things that I do. Um, you know, and I think, you know, 
especially with, I mean, we can dive into things with Idaho, with legislative stuff and things that we have and, you know, yeah. uh, hopefully things will stay the same with hound hunting. I know Montana, you know, there for the longest time we ran and then they stopped and now we can run again. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that's good. But I think exactly what you're on when you brought the hound hunting part up is people don't understand. I don't understand um, it. Yeah, and I get baited, and I do it all. I mean, I'll bear bait, I'll shoot them spot and stock, and I'll run hounds. Yeah. I, you know, same way with with uh, compound. I sh- I love shooting compound. I love shooting traditional. I like shooting crossbow. So it, it doesn't really matter to me. It's an opportunity for you to get out there and enjoy, um, enjoy your freedom. Um, you know, uh, I don't. I guess for lack of better words, or enjoy the outdoors. So. That is your freedom, and that people don't understand what that's all about. They don't. What what I think a lot, and this this isn't just hunting related. This is this is everything in life, uh, but everything is intertwined. Mm-hmm. Everything is intertwined, and what I'm talking about is Agreed. like let's say, like uh, again, bringing bringing up my buddy D, uh, Bradley, um, he was talking about how these elk hunters left him a nasty note on his truck because. They thought that he was running his hounds through their hunting spot on public land. And so they, they get in this big, you know, there, there's this this divide there, right, created. Oh, I didn't get an elk because the damn hound hunters came through. Um, what they don't understand, what I mean by everything being intertwined and connected, is because of the hound hunters, there are more elk on the landscape because they're taking out the predators that kill the elk. And so we have to start looking at everything <laughs> yeah. at, at much more of a layered, uh, intertwined connection. Just like, just like the forest itself, the the forest, everything is connected, right? The, the the, the vegetation and the the, the flora and, uh, the flora and fauna all work together. You know, the the, the elk shitting on the 100%. side of a mountain is what is creating the nutrients in the ground to grow the vegetation. You know, it's just it's just as all of this is a process, and and it's all connected. And anti-hunters don't understand that aspect of it, that they have this fantasy that we can all just be vegans and and forget about the fact that um, the whole argument that being vegan is more environmentally friendly, that's a sham. That's been debunked, and I'm so sick of hearing them talk about that, or, or, or that being vegan is more healthy <laughs> than non-vegans. And look, Shane, I, I, don't, I don't give a shit if somebody wants to be a vegan. I don't want them to stop being vegan if they want to be a vegan. My issue comes when they try to tell me to live my life a certain way. And and that's that's kind of what's oh, driving yeah. the force. And so uh, that's kind of a rabbit trail there. But, but getting back to what we were talking about and the division between hunters and, and houndsmen, and, uh, we're all outdoorsmen. We're all outdoorsmen. And it's got to, it's all connected, and we all have to work together if we want to see this uh, thing as a, as a future for our kids and our grandkids. What say you? Oh, I, I, I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, um, and, and and folks don't. I don't think folks real understand that, or they don't want to understand it, or they just want to have a right to bitch. I don't know. I or if it's ignorance. I think a lot of it's ignorance. A lot of it is. A lot of it is people need something to fight for. That's just a human nature thing. They need they need a tribe. They need to fight for something. They need to feel uh, involved mm-hmm. and welcomed. 
Uh, but the inappropriate way to do that is being an outdoorsman that fights um, because we have we have bigger enemies. Like if you're an elk hunter and you're pissed about a houndsman, you have a bigger enemy than the houndsman out there. If you're if you're a bear baiter and you're pissed about the um, you know wh- whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, we have a bigger enemy outside of another outdoorsman and a method of take that they're 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 pursuing. That's that's their passion. You have no right to tell them that their passion is wrong. And you have to worry about the bigger fish out there that's after you because it's not another hunter. It's not another houndsman. It's not an outdoorsman. Well, yeah, and, and, and mostly in Idaho, for the most part, those, those uh, <clears throat> you know, to run seasons, you know, for houndsmen don't really coincide with, with big game, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that there's a time frame where, you know, you're, you know, when big game season comes in, you know, there's – there's no no hound hound running going on, so their 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 point of bitch is is not legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you yeah. know, so they're not you know because because people don't. Want, I mean, for the most part, you know, that's how fishing here has set up. So it's you know, people's not running hounds rather elk hunting, you know, or chasing game around, you know. So I mean. But if you got good hounds, they're not going to chase deer anyway, deer or elk. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What? Uh, walk us through. You you mentioned you were you do taxidermy as well. I didn't know that. There's a lot of I, Shane. I'm. You know yeah. what's funny? Uh, I didn't know. Um, I don't want you to get a big ego or anything, but I didn't know you were such a big deal, dude. When we when we booked this. Like I just. I didn't know you had like almost a hundred. Like I said, I I play phones. under the. <laughs> I just fly under the radar, man. I mean, I, I, I do. Um, I mean, I, I know a ton of people in the industry. There's no, there's no doubt. I would have been nervous uh, you having know, you my come network on. Is that. pretty big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like Jim, I, I mean, I come from nothing. So I, I mean, sure, <laughs> there's, there's me nothing to be, be afraid of here so i uh it, it's one of those things that i've worked my ass off to get to where i'm at and i i don't look at myself as somebody that's uh you know uh, riding a golden carpet or anything like that it's it's um mm-hmm. it's day in and day out you know we the wife and i work hard uh doing everything um and we enjoy it you know and that's all we care about you know, yeah. I, money means dick to us. I mean, it sure. really does. Sure. I mean, I, I, I really give a shit. In probably another six months, we're probably not going to have any currency anyway. So it <laughs> it's going to crash you know? anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't matter. I mean, for Christ's sakes, we're paying $5.60 for diesel fuel down here. So, oh, man. Um, that's that, know, yeah, that's a lot worse yeah. than my neck of the woods, dude. I'm, I'm, we're just at, we're right at five bucks right now. It's crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, it was five. It just turned five sixty today. Five five fifty nine. You know what? For, that was that was, I guess, like a week and a half ago when I filled up my truck. So I I haven't looked since because I, I I've got a diesel truck and then I've got a little four cylinder Toyota for work that I I drive and that's been my daily mm-hmm. runner until this gas gets uh, somebody pulls her head out of their ass and these gas prices come down. But um, what uh, getting back to the taxidermy question. Um, tell us a little bit about that. You've been doing that a long time. Is that, is that kind of, uh, is, is that's a supplemental um, thing? Well, it was, it was more, yeah, well, it was some of the things that, uh, you know, I, I've dabbled along early on, you know, even in my twenties, um, doing some taxidermy stuff and then, um, uh, mm-hmm. doing some, 
done some schooling here and there. And I, and I knew that, you know, when I, when I got to the point where, you know, uh, I wanted to retire from either doing the logging or, you know, log homes and things like that. And even, you know, I, I, I had no idea. I had no big plans for, uh, and I still don't for, um, for the show. i just keep working and I keep working. And each year I, I, um, for the most part, my partners that I have, um, they keep signing me and they keep giving me bonuses every year. So that they like that. I give them that ROI. Nice. Uh, so I don't look at it anything other than it's a good working relationship with the folks I have. I've gotten rid of the ones that I don't feel is a good fit. Mm-hmm. I don't resign with them or, you know, I, I haven't been fired yet. So that's been a good thing. That's always good. Um, <laughs> you know, so, um, it's one of those things where, um, uh, I, uh, I always had a plan B and I, you know, and, you know, doing logging and, and that type of thing and, and, uh, and building, you know, it's, you know, I mean, that's what I grew up on. I, my dad had me, you know, slaving on a sawmill and swinging chainsaws around, you know, at a young age. So it, it's, it's taken a toll on the body or will take a toll on the body. So I knew that I didn't want to, I didn't want to die doing that. Sure. Sure. So, I do do taxidermy, um, and uh, when I met the wife, she actually went to school for cosmetology and and things like that, um, working on, you know, working on people, beautifying them, mm-hmm. and you know, but for her to like have a really good paying job, she had to be like either in Boise or you know a really thriving town, high end place, Sandpoint, you know, something like that really make things happen you know we, mm-hmm. we live in the town of a thousand people so nobody's gonna pay 400 bucks to have their hair done um well i'm sure there's a couple but there might be a couple that we've had a lot of new residents right? moving come on <laughs> <laughs> they can afford it yeah they can yeah. Yeah, yeah uh but uh um so having said that you know you know she takes care of all the fine detail i take care of all of like what how an animal need, the anatomy of an animal needs to really look like and then she'll airbrush and she'll should i say she's the one that finesses things um oh gotcha so, okay and That's i guess team. you know i guess like it is a team and i mean she probably keeps me finesse too <laughs> i'm a little rogue if you haven't told I can't tell <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why we're getting along so well man uh, uh but yeah i mean uh so you know it was just one of those things where um it's all you know my uh, how do i want to say it i didn't have a plan you know for it to all come together but it's the plans coming together you know um, i knew that that's something i wanted to do it's interest things that i felt that i was good at um and you know i i'm i'm not a brain i don't have a a college degree, you know, as far as, uh, you know, uh, college, as far as, you know, bachelors of, of, of you know, science, whatever, Bull, bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, my dad was always the type of like, well, son, here's your options. You can go, you can go to college. I'll help you when I can, but you're going to make it work. Um, and you're going to be in debt. Fifty or sixty thousand dollars just to get a bachelor's degree, and then when you get out of college, you're going to make twelve bucks an hour, and you're going to be sixty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Or you can learn a trade and make sixty thousand dollars in a couple of years and be debt free. What's your choice? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I was smart enough to say, I don't want to go to college because I've seen a lot of my friends that were in college a little older than me. They didn't do anything but drink beer. I like beer, mm-hmm. but I don't like it that much. You know, it's so, not worth $60,000 uh, like debt. <laughs> no. And I, and I think, I mean, just to get off the subject a little bit, that's where America's went wrong. Because mm-hmm. we preached that college bullshit for so long, and now there's tradesmen out there that you can't get anything done because there's not enough tradesmen. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's um, no, I, um, I totally agree with that. Uh, we we do have we have a deficit of of tradesmen and skilled people that uh, because because our society uh, downplayed their value for a long time, and and these folks that that teach in these public schools just talk about how important it is to go to college. You know, by way of uh, getting a, a degree in in liberal arts on how to paint a, a Greek historical fucking naked statue is going to be more relevant than somebody knowing how to plumb a house or or how to run run a gas line. <laughs> you know, it, this this stuff is it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's it's like psychotic in my opinion. I don't know. Well, you're right, man. You're 100% right. And we just fixed the world by our, our conversation that we just had. If people would just listen. Shane, I, I feel, I, I feel, I've, I've got an idea, man. I, I've got a great idea. You're, you run for president and I'll be your VP and we'll fix this shit. We'll fix it. Uh, I don't know. Probably people would probably look at me as like, man, that son of a bitch looks like Putin. Oh, Putin with a beard. So, so probably, probably they'd probably try to try to get rid of me pretty quickly. Oh me, I don't think either one of us are politically correct enough to to make it on a on a CNN debate. It ain't gonna happen. Uh, not nah. well, you know, and that's the thing. Well, you look at these. Career politicians, them dumb bastards, don't even know. They're 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 horrible. They're, yeah. they all need to go. They can't know? they can't They've pour pee out of a boot. Yeah, I know. With directions on the bottom. <laughs> With the directions written on the bottom. Yep, yep. So, what? <laughs> yeah, what? What message do you want to leave the audience of this show as as we're rolling into 2022? Because I, Shane, I. I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I, w- I want to get you back on. I and and I want to do, if if it's possible, I'd love to do it in person because I, I feel like you have a lot to offer. Uh, I feel like we we see eye to eye on a lot of things and we can cover a lot of ground. Um, we're struggling a little bit with this uh, with this delay going on, uh, but talk talk to us about uh, you know what kind of message do you want to leave the audience with as far as how you see. Um, the the future of hunting, passing it down to to other generations. Uh, what's what's important in your mind as as we roll into this new year, new season, and and beyond? Does that make sense? What I'm even asking? Well, yeah. I mean, beyond just uh, you know, I get messaged almost daily from young kids. You know, I I see you do really well. We we love what you're doing. You interact, help us grow our page. You know, I hear these type of things all the time. I remember just a kid today um, messaged me, and you know, he he was like, "Give me some pointers on on how to be like what you're doing." And I'm like, "Well, 
<laughs> I don't know any pointers to give you. <laughs> um, because this is, this is how I, you know, because I told him honestly, Jim, I was like, where I'm at came from nothing but more grit and determination. Um, mainly because people just said, ah, man, you're nobody. You're not going to, you're not going to make anything. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love nothing more than to prove people wrong. And if somebody were to, I'm the type of guy that if they, um, say it's not going to happen, I'm going to make them eat their words Yeah, because there's always something going on strategically in the back of my mind. That's just how I work. Um, you know, and, and most people like, I'd say, well, <clears throat> like cause I'm getting ready to go to New Zealand here. We're planning this hunt and I want to kill a tar with my trad bow. Main reason is because not too many people ever killed. I don't even think anybody's ever killed one. Um, but with, with a, you know, the guys bow? like with a trad bow. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're like, nah, I don't know. You know, I've went through a bunch of people and, you know, and I hate the fact that you got to use outfitters, you know, because mm, most know. of them are like stick bow. Nah, man, you know, I, why don't we use a rifle? If I wanted to use a rifle, I'd be like 30,000 other people that wanted to use it. I don't want to use rifle. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just figure this out? And if, and if I screw up, then that's on me, yeah. <laughs> you know, but if, uh, but if I'm successful, you're going to be that deer's or that tar is going to be famous. <laughs> so let's do it. Uh, it's kind of like, it's the same thing that Tim does with his blowgun. You know, a lot of people, and that's the only reason why he does it because people tell him he can't, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just how, that's how I look at Tim. So, and that's how a lot of people look at him. But anyway, um, uh, you know, I, I guess the message, you know, is, is basically, you know, there's, there's no limits to, whatever you want to achieve you know um even even if you really don't have a vision of where you want to go um hard work and determination is going to get you there you know mm-hmm. you, you don't have to have a clear road it's going to happen yeah. and if you keep pounding and pounding and pounding uh it, it, it will and that's that's exactly you know um where i've got you know and i don't i don't get wrapped up into a lot of these associations and you know big wig type of deals they 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 don't like me and uh frankly i don't give a shit um you know mm-hmm. it's you know because mainly they they care about the clout i don't care about the clout what i care about is is uh um keeping what i have and keeping what the next generation should be able to enjoy mm-hmm. um just like i've been able to enjoy it you know um you know, I, I love shooting archery. I, I mean, I cut my teeth on shooting a trad bow. Um, but I also really love shooting compound, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's one of those things that, you know, you just, uh, I, I guess you just, you just don't give up if you have something to really work for, you know? Yeah. It's a great message. No, it's a great message. Uh, Shane, I love episodes where I know that when I when I release this sucker, I'm going to get some T-O'd emails coming in my way. And and I, I love those kind of episodes. <laughs> I, I really do. Because I think that that's what moves the needle. I, I'm, 
I what I like about doing shows with with guys like you that are just unabashed about how you feel about things, whether you and I agree. Uh, so far, we, we've we've got a pretty good uh, hit rate here, uh, agreeing wise. So, but, yeah. but but whether we agree or not, um, I I like the unabashed approach and and offering opinions and not being afraid to tell people what you think and how you feel about something because I think that that is what is lacking so much in today's society. Where everybody's so afraid, they want to. They're, they're like everybody's walking on thin ice to not piss somebody off, or not offend somebody, or or, or whatever. And and I'm I, I love the attitude of pushing back against that and just being authentic about who you are. Um and and so I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I know I'm keeping you a little longer than I promised you. Um, but no I, hell, we still got to talk about this bison. Okay, let's talk about this bison. <laughs> I thought you didn't want to give any details on it. Oh no, no. We we'll talk a little bit because okay, okay, I'm gonna give props it. off to, to the folks because because I honestly, Jim, you know, um and, and and you know, just to just to recap on what you're saying to finish that off is like, yeah, and I and you're right. If you believe in something then damn it, you need you need to speak up, you need you need to uh voice your opinion. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have a little bit of back backlash. You're, listen, you're not going to make everybody happy. Hell, I don't even make my wife eat 40% of the time, but she's still here. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's my point. My point is, if you're passionate enough about something, you need to say it. And, mm-hmm. if, and if there's people that come at you, well, that's just because they're ignorant and they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line. And it's up to you to get your point across. Now, we probably already know that those people that don't understand our views about hunting or whatever we believe in out here in the West, because the West versus the, I mean, there's people that come out here um, that I have friends with that come out and they hunt with me all the time, you know, um, or we'll go to shoots or we'll do whatever, you know, and it's like, Hey man, things are different, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we may not look at things, but it's like, it's, I feel like it's my obligation to get them to understand like in reality out here, whether we hunt together or not, or whatever our views are, we're, we're about 20 years behind. That's what I feel like. Um, as far as our mentality of how we work, um, over, over like the know, East, I, I East coast like folks. I'm... Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. 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 You know, um, you know, there's not there's not a day that I drive up and down the road. I mean, there's only there's only six people live on my road. You know, on a 13 mile stretch, mm-hmm. uh, there's only six people live on it, and my closest neighbor is a mile and a half away. So there's not a day that I don't go into town that somebody's not waving at me or I'm not waving back, whether I know who they are or not, unless they have California tags. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then you're throwing roofing nails out in the road, aren't you? I knew it. <laughs> no I'm, I'm just kidding no, i'm, I'm getting to um you know but uh it's uh you know the way of life's different but mm-hmm. you know uh I, I think i think that uh that's important you know that uh people just help the other person understand you know that it's just it's just that we're passionate about something doesn't doesn't mean that you have to hate us because that's the way we live or that's the way we are if, if you don't like it, then I'm not offended that if you walk on and I never speak to you again, I'm not offended. Yeah. Actually just done myself a favor. 
Because yeah. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have to drink three whiskeys that night. I can only drink two. <laughs> 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 so that you know, that's kind of how I look at things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, from you know, from recapping that. But um, as far as the bison hunt, uh, you know. There's a lot of places that you can that you can bite or not. There is, you know, you can go to Utah, you can go to the Dakotas, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to some places in Wyoming. You know, you can put in for the tag of the garter tag, and you know, uh, isn't there there's some ranch? Isn't there some ranch down in southern Idaho that is like a you know you you basically buy the bison and you can go shoot it or kind of thing. There's a couple places down there. I'm you know, sure I know there a couple. Is. I'm, I'm sure not going to throw the names out there, but mm-hmm. there is. You know, you can shoot. There's. A, I mean, it's the same way. And you know, there's a couple places over in Montana and in South Dakota and things like that. And I. And then, I mean, I'm, I'll be telling you. I mean, I've killed those bison over there, but they're mm-hmm. not. They're not. Uh, you, you can't enter them in the record books or anything like that, or or say that. Well, they're not wild a, bison, yeah. No, 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 100% not. But I always wanted to shoot one with the trad bow. Um, whether I'm able to get a tag, because the people that have shot, and I don't care if I piss anybody off or not, the people that have accomplished their 29 big game is because they had money to buy those tags. It's not because they draw them all, because you would be 300 years old before you draw all the damn tags. I know. Um, you know, and that's what, uh, Hey, I'm not against that because if I had the money, I'd probably do the same damn thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but I don't have the money. Um, nor do I, buddy. Things where I just try to draw the tag. What's that? I says, no, nor do I. (laughs) No, no. You know, well, I mean, that's great. I mean, uh, listen, you know. I, I'm not condoning anybody that does buy those $160,000 governor tags. You know, if you have the money and you've earned it, hey man, you you've just been really fortunate. Sure. You know, you've you've uh, you've done things that I haven't been able to do, but uh, it, it's it's not the same as drawing the tag um, and going out and killing them to complete that. That's how I look at it. You know, and, um, and that's my view. Yeah, I, I I I would agree with that. If I if I if I if I just like hosed in money like some of these people do, I'd I'd do that. I'd I'd go buy these governor tags and and some of these guided hunts in in uh, you know other countries and and whatnot. It's probably just not in the cards for me. Um, and and it's okay because I you know I like I like my public land Idaho Montana Wyoming you know whatever hunting. Um. Where was this bison hunt at? It was, did you say it was in Montana on the on the reservation? It, it was. So, you know, and, that, and this is happening, you know, I, I've done a lot of checking around. You know, it's been for years that I wanted to be able to kill a bison that I could potentially, you know, say, hey, this is, this is a free-range native band of the Yellowstone bison uh-huh. to hunt. And I have tons. I mean, I have 17 years trying to get the gardener tag. Um, you know, try, trying to get that tag. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I was like, man, I am so doing this. Uh, there's got to be another way. You know, there's got to be a way uh, to do this. So, um, 
you know, searching around, talking, and, you know, some of the tribe members, some of the tribe here, at the, you know, in town, uh, the mess purse, they'll go over, you know, and hunt that. They'll, they're, that's, you know, because whether people know it or not, and a little bit of history here is the, the nest purse and the seared body and uh, the gravant, you know, all this whole, I mean, all, I mean, it's, it's virtually that whole tribe. That's where they went to hunt in the bison belt, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, they're still, they still can go there to kill bison. You know, they're, they're, they still are allowed to do that. That's, that's within their, I hate to even say that, that's their treaty or whatever. I, you know, I don't even like saying it like that, but, um, yeah, they still can is. do that. Um, yeah, you know, um, but, uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, what do you do? You know, and after research and finally in connections and networking, you know, uh, I was able to find, um, you know, Brad Edwards, and he—he's actually the connection that got me into hunting uh, with um, the Gravant tribe over, you know, Fort Peck, Fort Belknap, that whole mm-hmm. area over there in Montana. And that band of uh, bison, you know, is from the, you know, the authentic band of bison that comes from Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> so I got a hold of Brad. Uh, trying to figure some things out and I am I'm, I'm able to make it happen. You know, and a lot of people don't know this. It's not there. You know, it's just not to, you know, come on in with open arms to hunt, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I imagine it's so pretty, able to make it happen. pretty restricted. Well, yeah. Well, you know, there's a certain number. I mean, these guys, these guys manage the property. They do it right. Aren't, you know, the whole, their whole, uh, tribal land they 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 you know it's a source of income for them too mm-hmm. you know uh so um these guys these guys are you know um not only with with uh brad edwards with um you know uh elk uh mountain over in montana uh with hit with his uh his deal with outfitting um and what his you know obligation and and ties are with uh um the Fort Belknap uh, reservation and, and, you know, the, the Gravon tribe with, and actually it was, it was kind of funny because, uh, the guy that managed the whole, uh, bison program over there, his name is Brock, think, uh, Brock speak thunder. And when I met him, I was like, man, this is a big old dude. <laughs> like way big old dude. Like, not, not too many people make me look real small, but that yeah. guy made me look real small. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> you know? So I was like, <laughs> I'm like, um, <clears throat> is there a reason why they call you Brock Speaks Thunder? <laughs> but um, it, it was one of those things like we just we just headed off and every, you know it, it was fun. It was, it was a good hunt, um, and it was an experience where you know I don't think people really understand you're hunting the plains, okay. You know, yeah. these bison are playing. You're not, you know, you see people killing these things up in the timber and things like that. I'm like, <laughs> hold on, dude. Yeah, like that Utah <laughs> me, bison hunt is about, way up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is plains animal. This is bison. This is, these animals are hunted and they're hunted by the tribe. So, 
they know what a human is. They know what human scent is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're belly crawling on, you know, the planes, trying to get in position with the trad bow um, to stick one of these animals. And, you know, I, I had several blown stocks. I thought initially on the first stock, I'm like, man, I'm going to be able to do this really quick on the first day. And I'm like, yeah, right. No, didn't happen. <laughs> um, several, you know, I think on the fifth stock, these guys, even as a native, I mean, they're, they're, and this is, this is them speaking that I'm really correlating back is they're impressed with the techniques of stocking the, that I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. because really the folks that they bring in, they're killing them with rifles. Um, and the last person of no that came and hunted with this tribe was in the, I think, I think Brock told me it was in 1996 or 1998. And that was, that was a news, Ted Nugent hunted. Oh, so, okay. um, it was kind of really nice to be able to, I'm like, Oh yeah, man, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to get into some really, it, it was really cool because, you know, being with bear archery, um, and, and Ted, you know, really knowing Fred that well and doing a lot of things and then hunting there, um, it, it made the trip even that more special. Hmm. Uh, and besides, I'm a big fan of Ted anyway, just because he tells people just how the fuck things are. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, that, he, but, he uh, does a good job of that too, man. He's, he's super articulate about it. Oh yes, I wish I was that articulate. Me too. I, I just, I just can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me neither. The, the hamster doesn't his, spin my his, wheel uh, that fast, man. No, 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 for sure, you know, for sure. But um, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a great hunt. It will test your abilities, especially with the trad bow. Um. These, these animals are wild, you know, for somebody thinking that you're just going to walk up to a bovine and shoot it, it's not going to happen. So, hmm. um, you know, uh, it, it, it was, you know, hands and knees and I got the full effect, you know, it was 35 below zero snowing when I was there. Um, the first day, the second day, it was like 20 below, uh, snow. It, it, I got the full effect of how like, you know, the natives actually, if, if they needed to go out and hunt, I was hunting that animal, um, how things were. And, uh, to not to give too much, but I did, I was able to pull the shot off the closest I could get it to him after several attempts. <clears throat> I decided to pull the trigger on a bull. It was actually at 49 yards when I ranged him. Wow. Um, and I said, it's now or never, <laughs> And I let it go. Um, and it was a, it was a pretty well-placed shot. It did take three shots, um, on this animal. By the time we got to it, you know, uh-huh. he, I mean, we watched him at once, once we got out of there. Um, but, uh, it, it was, uh, it, it was, it was an amazing hunt. No, no question about it. And, Actually, tomorrow I'm actually able to go have him. Listen, I I went there to take a representative of the species. I probably just took the new world record. I actually, I know I did new world record with the long or with the trad bow. Really? um, Yeah, he's he's pretty 
he's he's pretty crazy. I mean, wow. he's a beast. <laughs> yeah, he is a beast. I mean, I, I he, so, um, this is one on your Instagram, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's the one there uh, with that. So I, I mean, I I've roughed him, but you know, as far as, as far as that's concerned, but we'll have him official. Um. You know, here, here oh, yeah. It does look colder than a wilderness ass where yeah. you're out there in that in that one picture where you're standing by it. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that's pretty my, fantastic. My beard was uh, frosty. Solid. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty crazy. Wow. Um, you know that. So it was a. Uh, historical uh, documentary kind of series, right? It will be. So we'll, we'll be talking about, you know, even uh, we're talking about with Brad and how he got involved uh, with the Asirbani and the, the Gorvan tribe and with the crow, because we'll be doing some crow um, uh, hunting there as well, you know, in the Bighorn Mountains mm-hmm. and and whatnot, and talking with the elders and, and you know, just just talking about everything and, and the most important piece that a part of history, um, I killed that bison very close to where King or uh, chief Joseph surrendered. So, um, oh, cool, there's a lot man. of history and that was the most, and that was the most, uh, exhilarating part about the whole hunt. Um, hmm. and nobody told me any of that, but one of the natives, uh, that was, that was there, um, told me like, you know, after we left, he's like, you know, this is, this is very, very close to where, uh, chief Joseph surrendered. So that made That's the hunt crazy. Yeah. even more, more valuable to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that would be amazing. I, I, I love, I love the historical uh, tie in. I, I think, I think it's so important. I think it's, history is one of those things that is so lacking in our society. Have you ever seen one of those shows where like they do the man on the street thing? And they're out there asking college graduates, you know, what century the Civil War was in, and they can't even answer that question. They they like have no like my my ten year old can tell you exactly what year the Civil War began and what year it ended, uh, but but these college graduates can't yeah. even tell you what century it's in. And and I think that that's what's lacking. Where we we lose sight of who we are if we don't know who we were. Uh, and so I appreciate you doing this. It's it's a great tie-in. Yeah. Well, it is, and I and I and I think that that's one of the main reasons, you know, is is, is doing this is, mm-hmm. is because I I feel like why not? I mean, what? Why wouldn't somebody want to know this? I mean, why why are they not being taught this for one? Mm-hmm. And secondly, it's important. It's important, you know. Um, 
you know, and it not only is it important to us, but it's important to the to the people that were here before us. Super. So, I mean, uh, you know, you can't get any more iconic than than hunting the American bison because and people get this off all they want, but if they dig deep enough, that's where the governmental bullshit started. It was with the bison. Yep, with and the that's bison. One of the main is why you know I I feel like this is very important. Um, part of hunting, part of, uh, the whole, I mean, it, how fitting is Jim is like with all the bullshit that we've been having to go through, um, the past year and a half, two yeah, years, yeah, yeah. two years over, we're, we're, so, we're going um, more than two years at this point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I could have heard it wrong, well, Shane, I'm but I thought they that. said two weeks, not two years. I'm pretty sure I heard two weeks too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. Shane, th- this has been this has been awesome, man. I I really want to do this again. Like like I said, in person, um, at some t- at some point. I'm actually down in your neck of the woods quite often. Um, I, I wouldn't say quite sure. often, but um, periodically. Uh, but but I'd love to follow up, and I'd love I'd love to dig into that topic that we were just talking about a little bit more with you, with the historical context, how it relates to to humanism and hunting, and and who we are as a people and our society, uh, and and how we've all came from uh, the, this you know line of hunters. We we wouldn't be here on this planet if we didn't hunt. And uh, an interesting little side note. I just read in this book that um, you know when you hear when you hear these anti hunters and, and these like hostile vegans talking about how it's environmentally uh, detrimental to have all these cattle on the landscape because they burp methane and <laughs> come to find out it's uh, <laughs> it, it's a pretty natural process that gets replaced into the carbon in the soil and it's all you know it, it actually doesn't hurt. The environment. Uh, I'm not as articulate with explaining it, but how they put it is: think about a couple of hundred years ago, when instead of all these cattle, we had bison and massive amounts of elk and deer roaming the landscape, who do the exact same thing in much greater numbers than the domesticated cattle's uh, cattle produce now, and it was not, um, you know, destroying the the uh, the atmosphere. So it's it's interesting stuff. There, the, none of this is settled science, and I I love the discussion about it, and I think it's really important to tie it in with the historical factor of who we are. So, um, thanks again for coming on this episode, I man. Agree. Freaking cool. You bet, you bet, you bet. Well, um, I have some turkey hunting coming up. Uh, I'll head up to a buddy. I got a buddy that lives up in Bonners. So uh, Ruben and I is going to do a little bit of uh, turkey hunting together up there. So oh, cool. maybe we can, we yeah. can touch base again when we're up that way. And, yeah, let me know, um, man. Yeah, let, let me know when we you're can, heading uh, up, and we'll we we'll, can do that for sure, for sure. I'd love. Uh, let me know when you're on your way up, and uh, make sure we meet up, or you you can swing over to my place and have a beer. I've always got cold Coors Light right here on on the Huntsman Acres. <laughs> so, well, that's, well, that's awesome, man. <laughs> it's always welcome. Uh, I've been drinking the yellow jackets all night. So, <laughs> Ooh, I, I haven't tried those in a while. Yeah. I've, I've been, uh, yeah. I've been drinking yeah. this, this orange label bullet bourbon. Uh, and they put it, they put it on that damn show Yellowstone. That's so popular. And, and now I can't find my bourbon anywhere. So, uh, I'm having to branch out a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, so. wow. Well, you know, there some, some, well, hey, well, I tell you, uh, some new partners of mine, those, those guys over at uh, Team Whiskey, um, there's there's something new going to be coming out real soon. So, really? Uh, really? We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll revisit that here real soon with these guys um, and whatnot. But, uh, Fantastic. Stay tuned on that one. Cool. All right, buddy. Well, I'm just so everybody knows, I'm going to have uh, Shane's information in the show notes. You can check it out. Uh, check him out on Instagram. Uh, this is a great uh, one of the folks that I look to as a leader in hunting in the hunting space in the community. Uh, thanks again to Jim Hoffman at Hoffman Boots for introducing us. Uh, we're going to have more conversations like this in the future, Shane. Again, thanks a bunch for coming on my show. Well, you bet, and uh, you know, and like what you said there, uh, Jim, Jim is a uh, class act. Uh, mm-hmm. For um, sure, you know, he, 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 uh, he and well, and it's not just because you know uh, we're partnered up or anything like that, but uh, he does make, and I've tried them all. He does make the damn best damn boots around. So oh, for sure, that's uh, that's no jack. Yep, so, uh, I love my Hoffmans, um, man. Love my Hoffmans, <laughs> and have for a long time. You bet. <laughs> so. <laughs> for sure good deal for sure well thanks Jim you you have a great weekend and I, I enjoy chatting with you and uh, maybe we can you know piss some people off here in the future we're we're gonna plan on it thanks again man you made it all the way to the end thank you so much for tuning into the show we sure appreciate your support this is jim huntsman signing off and reminding you to check us out at instagram at the western huntsman and on facebook at the western huntsman and you can also check out the website at thewesternhuntsman.com thanks again we'll see you guys next time stay western and i'll see you on the mountain